that's the difference between us. Yeah. Like I, I really, me and my peers, we don't overwork. Yeah. You know, we don't. <laughs> but I know people older than me, you guys yes. overwork. Yes, yes, you yes. You guys will like be working all day and night uh-huh. and not um, take a break or like, <laughs> you know, cry that you're like burnt out and yes, yes, things yes. like that or like let your personal lives slip and, and just like decline. Yeah. But it, I think it's just the difference in generation too. I mean, this evolution, of course. Yeah. Gen Z, they really are not working. So we're really. That was an excerpt of the interview with Malik Wasim Schuler, CEO of Urban Society in LA. That's coming up next on the Neoliberal Around podcast. Stay tuned. Coming to you live from New York City, Manhattan, New York. I am Ronaldo McKenzie here at the Neoliberal Round podcast. And today we have breaking news. Queen Elizabeth II, the longest reigning monarch of Britain, has died. And we also have the interview with CEO of the Urbane Society in LA, Malik Wasim Schuler. You can't afford to miss this episode. Coming up next, right here on the Neoliberal Round Podcast. Just before the interview with Mr. Malik Wasim Schuler, we have some breaking news from yesterday we want to share with you. Breaking news. Queen Elizabeth II 
has died. Queen Elizabeth II of, of England and Great Britain, Britain's longest reigning monarch, dies at 96 years old. Queen Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth II, Britain's longest reigning monarch and one of the most enduring royal personalities the world has known, has died at age of 96. Buckingham Palace confirmed that the Queen died Thursday at Balmoral Castle, her official residence in Scotland. The Queen died peacefully at Balmoral this afternoon. The King and the Queen Consort will remain at Bal Balmoral this evening and will return to London tomorrow, the Palace said in a statement. The news came after Palace officials issued a statement earlier in the day saying the Queen had been put under medical supervision at Balmoral as her doctors were concerned for Her Majesty's health. All of the senior members of the royal family quickly travelled to be by her side. The Queen and the British people, along with the Commonwealth nations, had been celebrating a historic milestone. 2022 marked the monarch's platinum jubilee. 70 years on the throne, but the Queen made only a few brief appearances at events in her honour to mark the anniversary in June, citing mobility issues and discomfort. Now, the question of succession. Who will take over as the reigning monarch? And if you understand history, it will be the eldest son. And the eldest son is Prince, uh, Prince Charles, who just this year, the Queen reconfirmed that after her death, her son will be king and reigning monarch. And uh, Prince, well, uh, Prince Charles's uh, wife will be Queen of England. Of course, being queen of she being queen of England doesn't make her the reigning monarch. Although she she will be queen, she will not be reigning monarch. The reigning monarch in this bed would be the king, the, the, the person who will be king. And of course, she is also survived by her husband, Prince Philip. Um, now the children, the marriage. Uh, by the way, uh, there's so much to be said, and we will follow the story and have several discussions with. Uh, with several individuals regarding this 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 breaking news it's breaking news queen elizabeth of england a woman that has served through many many um presidents and prime ministers of england and presidents of the us and through various world war ii you know seeing the cold war an instrumental woman that has was able to keep England together, kept um kept uh, sorry Great Britain and and together, a woman that many has really looked up to, and she has changed over the years, the way she has opened her heart and accepted uh, Andrew's uh, Andrew's um wife, and uh, at first we uh, we know that um at first uh, we 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 know of how the tumultuous time with Princess Diana. And how there was a, a standoff between um, the public and that of 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 Queen Elizabeth and 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 the monarch. But uh, over time, they she got back into their good graces. 
we will continue to follow the story as England today mourn the passing of their monarch, Queen Elizabeth II, Britain's longest reigning monarch. We'll be right back after these messages. podcast and I am Ronaldo McKenzie. Welcome and I was just playing a song. Will you come and go with me? Will you come and journey with me today as we explore another exciting topic looking or continuing the journey looking at neoliberalism, globalization, income inequality, poverty and resistance and the issue of life and how we can serve the world today to solve tomorrow's challenges. And now, the interview with the CEO of Urbane Society, that is Mr. Shula, Mr. Malik Wasim Shula. Here is the interview. Next. Today we have with us Malik Shula. Malik Shula, and we are in New York, Malik. But uh, Harlem, New York, Manhattan, actually. We're in Harlem. But um, but you're not from New York, and I'm not from New York. We, I live no. in Philadelphia, and you live in. I live in LA. LA, yes, yes. and um, LA is a very good friend of of my twin brother Ricardo McKenzie, and um, and I wanted an opportunity to talk with him because he is a an entrepreneur. Okay, yes. he's self motivated, and he's a businessman. And um, and you are working to get to the next level. So welcome to the show. Thank you for agreeing to sit to have this sit down with me to talk. And uh, we're just going to be wrapping. Listen, and you're a businessman. And recently, um, ESPN, uh, ESPN, and um, Stephen A. Smith, and a group of people from ESPN, they've been promoting black businesses or black-owned businesses. And I think they had the hashtag support black-owned businesses. And you. You're an African-American or a black man, so to speak. You're a black man, as you yes. say, in the, in the pejorative sense. But you are a man, young man, and you have a business. And um, how is it going so far? What's the name of your business? 
Mm-hmm. Those are some of the questions I want to ask you. And but first, we want to talk about you, who you are. Um, you have a business in LA, but are you from LA? No, not from LA. <laughs> All right. Where are you from? I'm originally from Washington DC. Okay, okay, and I can connect with DC. I'm, I'm at Georgetown, although I'm a League of Absence with my doctorate. But um, so you are from DC. Yes. And um, and why did you move to LA? If you I don't moved mind. to LA because LA has a lot of opportunity. Yes. And also the weather is phenomenal. <laughs> okay, everybody, <laughs> everybody would like to live because of the weather. And actually yeah, last night... don't say... When people meet you, they're like, oh, why do you need to lay and don't say the weather? And I'm like, yes. well, what else would it be? Uh-huh, <laughs> that is true. Actually, um, people were saying that... Um, you Last night, or last e- yesterday evening, you were saying... There's something about um, LA's weather, the humidity. It, well, there's no humidity. There's just right. It's dry weather, and yeah. and then not only that, you are making a comparison between Miami, which I love, and LA. You said yeah. something that was I never thought about. It. You said, oh, you go to LA and it's there's shops and there's but it's like a whole community on the beach. Yeah. But LA is just it's just uh, for vacation sake. You just there's no community on the beach. There's no life there. You just go it's visit tourists. it. It's touristy. Yeah. But LA now is like a community. It's 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 okay. All right. But anyway, cu- I, sorry for cutting you. Continue. Oh, I mean, well, I mean, thank you. I'm really excited <laughs> to be here. Yes, be in LA. And, I mean, in New York. So right. I'm like right. all over. <laughs> <laughs> listen, that's fine. I mean, I want, listen. I have a lot of questions for you because the first question I have is why why the journey from BC to Alicia? You like the weather? But yeah. I know you you did live in New York sometime before before yeah, you. Yeah, lived in New York for six years. All right, so tell okay before you went. So take us on your journey. Yeah, okay. I'll take you on. All right. Journey. I'm from DC. I grew up um, on Capitol Hill um, and partly uptown uh, Northwest uh, Washington DC, and then I went to college in New York. So I moved to New York when I was 17. Yes. And I originally moved to uh, White Plains where I went to Berkeley and White Plains. Mm-hmm. And um, I went there for like a semester, but then I moved to the city. Okay. So I was really into fashion. I was like a stylist. I was working for different um, celebrity stylists and yeah. editorial stylists. So I was doing like Vogue magazine shoots and living that life at like 18. I just turned 18 while I was living here Okay. in New York. And um, yeah, it was it was really fun. Like I had a good time. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, it was like during the peak for me. I feel like it was one of the peaks of New York. Like yes. now, it's not the same. New York is not the same. But right. back then, in twenty like two thousand ten mm-hmm. to two thousand fifteen, yeah. that's when I lived here. Right. Or really two thousand nine. I moved at the end of two thousand nine to two thousand fifteen. Yeah, that's when I just came to the U.S. Yeah, two thousand nine. Right. Yeah, it was popping. Yeah, like, it was always. A lot of fun, and the fashion was crazy. Like, so you think New York has changed now? You don't think New York is when you look at New York between 2010 yeah, and, and 2022? Yeah, um, yeah, I noticed, and a lot of people are saying the same thing since the pandemic. Right, New York is not the same as dead. There's a whole new influx of like different kind of people mm-hmm. here who are not really innate to the culture. Like, yeah. Basically, a lot of like square white people. <laughs> they're moving to Philadelphia, I guess. Yeah, they're moving to all the cities. Yes, they but, are like, moving. New York, and New York is like a lot of like square, like preppy white people. Yeah, who yeah. Are yeah, not yeah. normally in the city. <laughs> right. You right, know, right, right, they're right, normally, yes. you know, we don't normally see those people. 
yeah. I'm used to seeing all types of crazy. Yes, people. yes. <laughs> very dynamic, yeah. very unique. It's very just unique, a, very like a whole, you know, everybody's I mean, into their thing. Artsy, I'm like, I love it. Yes, an appreciation yeah. for who you are as an, as an individual. Yeah. And now it's just like very just kind of soulless. It's like yeah. robotic in a way. Right, right, right. Um, and then there's no yellow cabs anymore. What I do you have? Uber. But there's Ubers, but you're used to seeing in the city yellow cabs. The streets yeah, are flooded yeah, with yellow yeah. cabs. Mm-hmm. Now it's like it's, the streets are bare. Yeah. And it's just regular cars, I guess, Ubers and stuff. It's, I mean, it's that. I mean, you live where in this? You live in, in, in you live in Harlem. First. I lived in the Bronx in Harlem. The Bronx in Harlem, and you think it's the same all over? Um, well, in New York, yes. In New York, okay. yes. Ooh. In New York, yes. Yeah. Um, well, and DC really is has gotten a lot of gentrification. Yes. Dramatically. So mm-hmm. you know, that's that's happened. But LA, LA is kind of like behind. Mm-hmm. It's like so far behind. In what way? In every way. <laughs> we know LA is broke. Well, but yet still everything is free. Well, I don't I think mean, LA. Oh, they give they give a lot of support to the I, people. I honestly there. don't agree with that. Okay. I, don't, I mean California has probably the most money okay. out of all the states. I mean, well, like, probably it's huge. The state. Yeah. But, and people, and, not, and it's easy for people, and they have so much charities there. Everybody have a charity, or the yeah. money is in Cayman Islands. I think so people, that's why LA is broke. They have money, the people have money there, but no, is, this, is the state actually, getting the money? No, I think that the state does. I mean, <laughs> they get all the money because they're right. taking. They're okay. taking a lot of our money. Like, okay. there's no way around it. Like, okay. and that's the thing about California is that yes. no one wants to live there. Right. Like, people outside of California say, oh, I can't live there. Yes. Because it's so expensive. The taxes are high. The gas is high. Yeah. At this rate today, so today, gas is over $7. In, in LA? In LA. Wow. Right now. That's high. Yeah. So, wow. What is it? September, August, September, all throughout the And summer, that's regular 2022. Gas. No, premium. Premium, okay. But regular would be like $6 and some change. You know, in Philadelphia, yesterday, uh, two days ago, I paid $3.89 for 87 gas. (laughs) 389. So that's double. And that's Sunoco. Ours is double. Oh, wow, yes. Yeah, so if you're paying three something, we're paying six something. It's, it's, oh, wow, the cost of living there is. And everything is more expensive, and then the taxes are crazy, and then they tax you on everything. Like okay. bags and plastic <laughs> and bottles and all of it is getting like taxed. Yes, thanks to um the, the, the ideology and this new concept of global warming and all well, yeah, so I they mean, create honestly, they create they create they say they're creating a solution. Yeah. And but however they create another economic problem. But okay. see that that's a deeper issue too. <laughs> yes. Because, well that's a deeper conversation because mm-hmm. um I honestly don't mind it. What? When I think about it. Okay. You know, it's just like okay, you make more money to accommodate this, but the lifestyle in LA is so much better. It's worth it. Yes. Like every time I think, oh, I can't, <laughs> I can't deal with all the taxes. When I see how much they're taking mm-hmm. and how much I gotta pay, but then I think about it, where else would I live? Right. Right. In DC, is the same thing. They tax the fuck out of you. Right. And right, they right. got cameras everywhere, so they're taking pictures. They're sending like oh. tickets. Yeah. Tickets yeah, are like hundred and fifty dollars, yeah, yeah. two hundred and fifty dollars. Mm. And, he's, and there's cameras everywhere, so it's like right. you can get multiple. Mm-hmm. I was just talking to my aunt, and she she said she had to pay like nine hundred dollars from one camera. Nine hundred. That caught her a few times because she didn't know it was there, mm. but it kept getting her every time she was going to work, and she was going over like yeah. um, twenty five miles per hour. That's nothing. 
they're pulling a lot of money. So they're trapping people yeah. into paying more. That and they have true. toll roads and everything. But yes. the metro in DC is not that great, whereas people, it's not like New York where people take it mm-hmm. all yes, the time. Yes, yes. So um, they're getting you. So either okay. way, so right. I think that coming from another city that's very expensive and pretty much rapes their yes. residents and citizens yes. to another city that does the same thing, it's just like, okay, at least I'm in a nicer place. And well, move to Philadelphia, man. It's, oh, we, it's always sunny. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's always nice. Uh-huh. Like, you can't beat it. It's like 75 degrees every single day. Mm. And it never rains. Wow, it never wow. rains. But that's the scary thing, too. But, um, but anyway, so you move from... New York in 2000 and when did you move? I moved to New York. I mean, when did you move the transition from New York? From New York. um, So from New York in um, in 2015, I moved to DC, Mm -hmm. Um, back to DC. I lived in DC for two and a half years. Okay. And then I moved to LA in 2017. Okay. Um, So I've been in LA for five years. All right. Pretty much as of next week, it'll be officially five years. And um, what's been going on in LA now? And that, but that's one of the reasons why I want to talk to you as well with this, this interview because I know you. you yes, have I have my own one. business. How um, did that happen when you did when you moved? Did you did it start before LA? Well, I can't. I conceptualized my brand, Urbane. Mm-hmm. Urbane Society is the name of my company. Urbane um, Society. Yeah, is the name of my company, and um, it started out as a company that focuses on creatives mm-hmm. and highlighting. Um, creativity yeah. and in media and using media. So um, I ended up actually switching into doing more pop-up shops in fashion. And I moved to DC in 2015 and that's when I started to curate events. So I started to curate events um, within the community, within um, just promoting um, fashion and style and beauty wellness and just kind of like a lifestyle in residential spaces like yeah. luxury residential properties and hotels mm-hmm. um, then I started to bring in brands um, to make it shoppable yeah. and someone told me oh you're doing pop-ups that's what it is and I'm like okay um, that's what it is and then I basically started a business doing pop-up shops oh wow with different brands and I started my br- my own brand in LA mm-hmm. um, I started my brand Urbane, my clothing brand. U A U U R B A N E. Oh, you have, and you actually are wearing a t-shirt. shirt, and it's nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Thank you. So I started my brand as a premium. And you started it when again? I started it in 2017. The, the brand, the the, the conceptualization of the brand. Yes, right? in 2017. Okay. All right. Yes. And what are some of the things that you did, um, in terms of to to start and to promote and to get the, did you begin with funding your own funding and so on no I worked um, I just I really what they call bootstrapped it <laughs> alright explain uh, <laughs> well I mean I pretty much worked um, a job a work okay. job which is and, what I am doing too and build my business yes you know and work my business and operate it so it is pretty challenging because yeah. um when you don't have funding, you can't exactly pay people consistently to do things to yeah. scale your business. So, and then you you can't, it takes a lot of your mental capacity away. So over the years, you know, it's 2022, I started my business in 2017. So I'm just now coming to um, a realization of what 
um, is exactly needed. More recently, um, and then really looking at things in a different way than I was back in 2017. Okay, this is this is good. How have you adjusted your approach? Okay, you said that you know, you you have changed. Okay. What what's going on? What how is it different? Yeah, before. Um, I was so fixated on operating my business yeah. and um, really just being in business and focusing on that as opposed to actually thinking about getting money so that I can allocate these resources to different people, um, use different people yeah. to do different things to scale the business faster. Yeah. Um, whereas before I was so fixated on doing the work myself. You know what I mean? Yes. You, yes. you know, instead of, let's say if you're trying to trying to start a business where you're selling something mm -hmm. um and a lot of people do you need social media you need like a lot that you need accounting you need all of these different things you yeah. need um or you need marketing in general i'm not even going to just say social media marketing but every type of marketing you need to be able to curate um different content and um push content and keep um, engaged with your um, audiences and yeah. things like that. Build clientele, um, all of these things. And then if you're making the product, like really, like who's gonna do all that? Like that's why a lot of small businesses fail because it's a lot of work. Like it's not just making the product, it's selling the product. It's both photograph, like photographing the product yeah. constantly actually. You know, you're constantly creating and constantly yeah. editing videos and things like that. That wow. you didn't think that you would have to do. As, as a business owner, if, if your thing is making jewelry, like why do I have to be a content creator and a social right. media strategist and right. uh, I'm, you know, email marketer and mm -hmm. you yeah. know, that's the difference of being a business owner right. and like just having a job. Okay, so, so now you are utilizing more support. So as the CEO, right. um, you know, I've learned that I have to operate as a CEO and do different things. So like it's always at a higher level. I'm always thinking like, okay, how can I execute my concept or bring, you know, move my brand forward? Um, but not in a physical way or in a, in a kind of like a day-to-day -day way, it's more so like in a higher level strategic way. And then trying to bring in the funds in order to pay people to do that or right. execute these initiatives. Okay, okay. That's good, that's good. And now, now that you're doing that, um, uh, what has been? Have you also tried to get? Have you also tried to get any kind of funding from from any? From yeah, I've had um, I've provided? had grants. Um, okay. I've gotten grants. Um, I just recently was awarded um, a Black Future Maker from AT and T, Dreaming Black. And oh. It was, uh, yeah, it was featured on um, TV One. Okay. That was back in um, February of 2022. Right, 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 um, right. And we did Coachella. Um, after that, they, they awarded me with $15,000 and uh, like a whole tech pack with the laptop and iPhone. And wow. Mm -hmm. Listen, this is very important because there are many people like you who are struggling. And I just said businesses are failing. Mm -hmm. So you were able to, um, how did you get this AT&T? Um, um, well, they, they recognized me for the work that I was doing in oh. LA oh. with my app and everything. You had an app? Yeah, I have an app. It's called Urbane Market. It's a marketplace, a virtual marketplace for local brands. So it allows customers, um, anyone to shop local. Um, yeah. So it geolocates 
different items um, and brands can get on there and they just upload their products and it geolocates them. So wherever they are located based on the zip code is where it'll come up. So if visitors are there or people are living in the area, they want to shop local, um, it'll pull up their stuff first because um, it's aggregated to pull up um, the closest thing to you and then you can shop that way or you can search for whatever you want, like candle, dress, red dress, blue jeans, uh, what? jewelry, or whatever, and then you can just shop from here. And you go, you know, okay, I'm happy that I started having, I was, I overheard the discussion you were having with Ricardo yesterday. It was quite powerful. Um, and in relation to what you have just said, you okay. just said, which is quite interesting. Now I understand your, the philosophy of the big, I wanted to, I wanted to understand the philosophy of the business a little bit more or, or yeah. the mission and why you do it because you talk about geolocating you talk about local yeah, and I know yesterday you, you talk about Amazon and oh, yeah. I've been I'm telling you I've been having you know I have a book I I, 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 I have a company to me a little corporation we're a think tank digital media we provide we have webs we develop websites and so on and so forth but I published a book and Amazon has my book my book is for about 25, 30, that between 25, 30, and it's in various, and, and I went horrible, to Amazon. Most of it. Amazon is selling my book for $8. Wow. $9, $10. Wow. But you go on Barnes & Noble, it's selling it for the right price. Mm-hmm. Anywhere between 25 to 35, hardcover, paperback, whatever the case is. So, so we, anyway, I did contact my publishers about that, Palmetto, and they're going to check into that, mm-hmm. find out what is going on, how is it, and then you talk about last night. You talk about this level of reputation. You have to protect your reputation and integrity. My the book, integrity. Yes, your book is. Brand. You know what your book is worth. You know, you can't, you can't have a brand without integrity. Precisely. And you know, somebody sell my book. David Fear, the deputy chief, he bought a copy of my book, but uh, he was about to buy it on Amazon. He said he was the one who brought it to my attention. Mister Mick, he said, Rev, why do you have? Why is it? Why is Amazon selling your book so cheap? And I'm like, what? Let me see that. <laughs> Yeah. And then he said, I said, yeah, it's also on Barnes & Noble. He went on Barnes & Noble. He said, oh, I'll buy it from Barnes & Noble because they have the right price. It's also available at Palmetto for those of us who are listening to this podcast. But I like your concept. And that's one. Thank and you, you, you talked really about that. that. Tell me what you were. Tell us the philosophy and the idea and you, the concept of your business and how it goes beyond what these okay, other so companies I'll, are I'll start with. Yeah, and the, gonna, I'll start with the source. Then. Yeah. Um, my inspiration really came from New York, but it really was rooted in D.C. and kind mm. of was birthed um, in D.C. Yeah, yeah. Um, growing up in D.C. is very, uh, very much was a small town feel. It was, even though it's the nation's capital, it had a really like community feel to it. Yeah. So everyone kind of knew each other, even though there's the good and the bad to that. Everyone's yeah, in your yeah. business, mm-hmm. you know, and there's a lot of like negative, but it's a lot of positive too. Moving to New York is much bigger but it also reminds me of that every culture has their own commu- community and it's hyper local mm-hmm. and that's what i love about new york that's what i love about any place yeah. i think that's a part of me but um recently i feel like we've lost we're losing that but um in, i recognized that back in 2015 2016 yeah. when um, i moved into a luxury property and you know there's a lot of you know transplants and wealthy white people and stuff so I was you know hanging out in the pool and one of my neighbors was like oh you work in fashion you should bring fashion here <laughs> because we are want, we want that but we don't know like they're not from the city it was DC was being gentrified so I was from DC so I knew the city like the back of my hand okay 
these people don't know the city. So if they're in an area, they don't want to go outside. It's dangerous. First of all, DC is very dangerous. So it's like people, they will go to their apartment and they'll go to like work. They don't really, they didn't really feel comfortable going out like that. Um, so I started doing pop-ups and I, I figured, oh, like, let me bring in local brands and do these fashion shows and stuff and then people can shop and we had like um restaurant come and um cater and everything we had hors d'oeuvres it was really nice on the rooftop and i was like okay this is a thing so i started replicating these concepts throughout um, different properties uh, and it became like a, and that was my my motive my yeah. thing was that it was all local and who doesn't want to experience local brands and right. unique items like that's what i love to do so I wanted to, I basically said, okay, what can I do that I love to do, that I believe in, um, whereas I can turn it into a business. I didn't know how, and even I've gone through the ups and downs because it's hard to really gauge sometimes with any um, small business, how much right. you should charge, what should you do, this is something that is like your passion. Yeah. Like I love shopping, I love, like it's in my blood, like my yes. family is, is like that too. We're like all shopaholics, we love just things, and, right. you know, no matter what clothes, um, candles, home goods, uh-huh. like all of these things, I've always imagined myself having my own wow. store. So to have a pop-up store, it really made, made sense. So that's another part of, another right. layer of my concept and my um, my vision is to never be stagnant. So it's always this travel focus too. Yeah. So I, the pop-ups allow me to be mobile. Pop-up shops allow me to not have to um, be nailed down to one location. I can, you know, pop up anywhere and yes. have a pop-up shop and have a store. So, um, and it, it kind of allows these local brands to get a platform yes. um, to do this right. um, and be exposed to different people because the customers, they're like, oh yeah, like they're <laughs> discovering. I noticed when I was doing the pop-ups, they were like, oh yeah, we're like, where can I find this brand? Like. You know, I love this, like, I want to follow them, I want to keep up with their stuff, and it's like, yeah, that's good. Right. And at the time, I didn't have a website, um, yeah. well, I had a website, but it didn't have their other brands' products on there. Okay. So I was trying to figure out how to really bridge that gap, because there is a sense of rarity when there's a pop-up and you can't access it online, like, this, yeah. you can only buy this here, physically, at this location, um, but you can't buy it online, but then... There's a lot of people who they don't shop in the moment. They're more yeah. so, oh, I'm gonna look at this, I'm gonna like this, but I don't know if I wanna if I wanna buy that right now. And that's how things have changed. Like back in, I feel like the early like 2010s, um, people were more, I guess, more spent. Like they would just spend money yeah. on clothes and stuff like that. Now people are they think twice because it's they can buy stuff for so cheap now mm-hmm. for five dollars yes, from and china it looks good and, yeah <laughs> and and that's it's a whole that's a whole another challenge so you know having things made in the u.s or even just working with local brands and stuff like that their prices i can't tell them yeah. to lower their prices or i can't change their price right. so um you know, people will come in, they don't want to pay right. certain price points um, and things like that. So that's a whole nother layer. And even with my brand being made in LA, yes. you know, it's very expensive um, to be made because it's ethical and everything. Yes. Which, <laughs> yeah, which and is And that's good. part of the it's problem, you know, people, capitalists seeking cheap labor. Yeah. But you are trying to promote local talent and so on and so forth. So how do you bridge that gap between 
price of labor while at the same time trying to min- I'm minimizing costs. I'm literally, I, I have no answer for you. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out now. Um, but yeah. really just um, actually right now what I'm really working on is um, is owning, having ownership over yeah. a lot of um, different as- or the main aspects of my business, cutting out yeah. the domain as right. much as possible. Um, so instead of even getting um, printing done, I can have printing in-house if I just invest in the equipment and hire someone yes. um, to do it. Yeah, and then yes. that way I don't have to wait um, and drive around to right, burn right, gas right. Yes. to deliver. Because I personally deliver these shipments um, with these like the the merchandise from place to place. So right, right. when something's made, you know, huge Amazon or anything like that. Well, no, everything's made locally. So okay, so you just the fabrics and everything, okay. and when it's cut and sewn and everything is done in LA. So all of this stuff is being transported to, you know, so to eliminate the the um, the effect on the ecosystem, cutting out the middleman, even just cutting out having to burn gas and yeah, stuff, yeah. driving around LA to transport. Oh. Um, fabric (laughs) you know it based essentially is is even being more conscious right you know just think of the amount of well you could use electric cars uh, (laughs) well yeah and that too and then but even just the energy of someone and even having to pay someone or me personally this time you know cut out time cut out effect on the um the ecosystem and everything and then just imagine how much um pollution it causes just to have stuff shipped from all overseas and things like that wow and boxes wow. and yeah, planes and boats and whatever however it's getting to you mm-hmm. um so that's why i choose not to get things made out of the country yes um, you know i try to keep it as local as possible because of the, the philosophy and of your of your brand, then you have to keep true to that as well. But um, and what has been the success? How is the business doing now? Um, well, yeah, I mean, it's it's slow, it's slowly growing, and the awareness is getting out there. People are loving the concept and um, the the message and the aesthetics. And, okay, um, it's a really clean brand. It's really um, modern, but yeah. also like eclectic. And, oh, yeah. And what about your finance? What about your um, your bottom? What's your bottom line? Um, and are you making your bottom line? Yeah. You, well, um, we'd have to go deep the business, into numbers. The business operates. <laughs> is the business it it does well. So um, when it operates, it's good. Um, yes. You know, but within the business, we have we want to go to the next level. Yeah. And what's the next level? What do you see yourself and the business in the next five years? Yeah, well, right now, um, well, we launched the app last year um, in October of 2021. And was that difficult? Did it cost a lot of money? Yes. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it was very, yeah. But also, the prices has gone up literally in just seven months. Oh, wow. Um, so, like, three times. <laughs> literally. Like, wow. Multiplied by yeah. three. And so, it has put me, put me in a situation where... Um, you know the app is actually um, on pause right now yeah. uh, because I don't have a developer, uh, and now I'm about to start training to be a developer. Okay. Um, while I figure out um, an interim developer, okay. um, so that's a whole other thing. But the clothing line um, has actually been going well, um, but there's been 
production slowdowns yeah. due to COVID yes. and, um, and the wars in Russia. So um, that has been challenging over the summer, which has kind of halted a lot of um, growth um, as far as um, as much like as far yeah. as what we can do. And then the inflation as well has really impacted. Um, has really impacted customers, you know, customers' behavior, like buying behaviors and patterns right, and things right, like right. that. Um, so it's just kind of been a little bit challenging, but I think that right now I'm just focusing on um, doing what's within my control. Right. Of course, the demand affects supply, and what, and then the demand is also affected by whatever is going on in society. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be ebbs and flows. So right now, yeah, I'm investing yeah. in um, just behind-the-scenes stuff, right. um, getting my screen printing business set up um, because I already have. I work with um, over 50 different brands in LA. Um, I literally have. I work with so many different people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a lot of them, they need printers, and they need. This is actually a really big thing because normally um, these printing companies and things like that. They are either they're local, but they're so busy. Yeah. Um, so they're taking minimums, like really high minimums. And a lot of businesses, um, they don't want to do high minimums. You know, they want to get a few things. So I'm gonna cater to the people who want to get a few, you know, a, a few items, screen printed, low, low orders, low amounts of orders. Well, we have been talking with Mr. Malik Schuler, and it's been quite interesting because, and I'm happy that I'm having this discussion because so many people want to uh, go into business or to start a business, but they're finding it very, very, very difficult. And um, recently, we learned um, we, we learned that the way in which people think about work is changing now. Young people are becoming are changing the way. Um, employers think about work, so <laughs> many of them oh, have yeah. flexibility. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we were just it. talking about that yesterday. Yes, Ricardo, Ricardo uh, mentioned that. Man, they and want I was like, oh well, yeah. I mean, millennials, we're we're ahead, yeah. we're in the workplace and we're demanding <laughs> what we want. Yes, but yes, Gen, yes. what is it? Uh, Gen X. Yeah, so the Gen Z, the whatever Gen, they are. No, called. Gen X is the what? older generation. Yes. Um, Gen X. People are kind of workhorses. Yes. You oh, know, okay, okay. Kind of like workhorses. Right. Millennials are not. We're oh. not. It, that's the difference between us. Yeah. Like I, I really, me and my peers, we don't overwork. Yeah. You know, we don't. <laughs> but I know people older than me. You guys yes. overwork. Yes, yes, you yes. You guys will like be working all day and night, uh-huh. and not. Um, take a break or like <laughs> you know cry that you're like burnt out and yes, yes, things yes. like that or like let your personal lives slip and, and just like decline yes. but it, I think it's just the difference in generation too I mean this evolution of course yes. Gen Z they really are not working so we're really you did say something yesterday about hope I'm oh, sorry to curse on your well that's fine no, we're gonna edit it out so <laughs> it's fine uh, but I'm gonna edit it before it's published before okay. it's released but you said something yesterday you, you mentioned it yesterday, yesterday evening about how they are making money. 
they're making money the, uh, the young oh, Gen Z yeah, 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 yeah they're, just, like, they're doing their they're thing whatever they want to do right and they yeah. are making and they just it's the internet it's because well it's a deeper conversation yeah. this is a deeper conversation right. because um, we're in the age of Aquarius now right. we were in the age of Capricorn before <laughs> okay yeah it, you know so what is that what's this what's this um, you know every like dec- not decade but every several decades maybe 30 years yeah. um, in, ast- in astrology we change um, signs so now that we're in the age of Aquarius it's about information it's about um, we were in the age of um, the age of Capricorn through the industrial revolution yeah. until now and so it's been, it's been very industrial it's, everything has been relying on kind of like a di- uh, uh, not a digital but a physical Steam form industry, of yeah. industry mm-hmm. and um, technology that was more physical right like your whole work is organized yeah and everything in structure actually yeah. so that that's a, another thing power structure structures and that's being challenged now power structure is now one of the things we said that the decentralization of information or the de- Hillary Clinton said this many years ago in 2016 or before that she said leadership at the center is softening yeah. the same thing so it's like there's no pyramid you don't think yeah. about how things and people are yeah. organizing a pyramid now we're horizontal yeah we're leveling trying leveling to level out, out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and we're in the, the really the thick of it yes. you know that's why it was the combustion in 2020 yeah. and really we went into the age of Aquarius in 2020 yeah so, even how we think about learning even where yeah. I, I did the, the previous podcast we've been talking about learning strategies and we talked about having a college mindset and how this whole um, learning that is that focuses on the uniqueness of the individual because teaching is no longer seen as like a, the teacher pouring into the student mm-hmm. teaching is now facilitative the yes. student now is has to guide and to and and to, is, is guiding the, the learning process because every student is unique as I said some people will sit an exam and pass it some people don't pass it but 10-15 years down the line the person who failed the exam is doing much better in, in, in life than the other person because we are using the wrong thing to judge people we are using the wrong thing to make determination because people are different so even so as you talk about how we, even how we are making money <laughs> yeah. and how you are making money and then the ideas that you have yeah, I mean, there's many different ways to, yes. to make money. Right. Um, it's so, so, so you said, no, what, what's the age we're in now? You said, no longer Capricorn, it's now the... Age of Aquarius. Aquarius. Yeah. What, what, what sign are you? I'm a Libra. Oh, yeah, when did your, 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 that year pass, you probably... <laughs> oh, that's, we're so far away from the age of Libra. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I so don't know when that was. That was probably when Jesus was here. Yes. <laughs> I've oftentimes said, what is the aim of communication? Communication is to make popular what was the monopoly. Communication is to make popular what was the monopoly. And um, all those, but people are trying to regulate information and that's going backwards. So um, that is why we do this show. We do this show so that people can become aware of what's going on and give people ideas and beans. I'm inspired by you. I'm inspired by, by, I learn from almost everything, with every challenge and every opportunity doesn't matter what it is and I've learned tremendously from you on your story that we've just touched the tip of the iceberg but I have decided that I'm going to meet I'm going to try and limit my podcasts they've been very long people don't listen to podcasts so it's going to be 30 minutes I'm going to try and do podcast 30 minutes but you there's so much I would like to ask you you know but as but you said you as you talk, think about 
the future of Urbane or how do you pronounce it? Urbane. Urbane. I think yes. I'm saying it right? Yes. And, um, and your life and where you wanted to go and so on. You said that you wanted to go next level. And I know you said there are some things that pause and so on and so forth. But uh, what can other, how can people, how can other people get involved in Urbane? And what can governments and investors do? To, to support businesses like yours? Uh, well, they can allow us to you know, gain access to funds. Okay. Um, you know, funds that will be able to um, really help us move our business forward. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, you, I mean, I mean they, what about the SBN people? They will not give the, the SBA, the PPV, but that's not enough. So it's not reaching the community. No. It's not reaching people. Yeah, we need resources. We need um, access to um, even being able to get employees yeah yeah you know, to, um, like job resources and things like that yes and that's because that proven to be challenging yes um, I mean I've partnered with certain um, city organizations yeah. that um, really aim to support local businesses yeah but I, I feel like they're very overwhelmed and understand mm-hmm. um, part and I don't know, probably because maybe they're not getting paid enough. Well, yes, and um, uh, people are doing, looking for flexibility. Well, I mean, and that's not the problem because I know that they work from, they work remotely. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know what it is, honestly, and and that's a, another conversation because that's um, there's actually a shortage in the workforce. Yes. There's yes. more jobs than there is um, employees, yeah. um, like people to fill them. Yeah. So. That's it's kind of weird because we came out of a space where um, the unemployment rate was so high, yeah, and there were no jobs. Now there's a lot, and of now there's a lot of jobs. And where are the people? Well, they're where are the job workers? hopping and um, um, they're job hopping mm-hmm. because the job. Okay, they're creating job, but I mean, are people getting paid? Well, I mean, I think yes. Um, I th- yeah. Well, I think that well, yes and no. Actually. No, because inflation rate is in- outstripping. In- yeah, the inflation. <laughs> and you know, it's yeah, true. And people are people are people are asked to work hard. They're gonna work. Well, hard also, hard. I think that a lot of people don't need jobs anymore. A lot of people are um, are. A lot. Well, not even work, just working. Just a, a lot of people are entrepreneurs. Yeah, yeah. A lot. A lot of people have become entrepreneurs. That is true. Um, throughout the pandemic, because they had no choice but to rely on themselves, because of the fact that yeah. the government really screwed us. <laughs> you know, that, <laughs> and it really scarred. Yeah. It really scarred the American citizens. And now we're going through this period where the American citizens, we we do not trust the government yeah and we we don't trust them and we can't we know that we can't rely on them for anything Um, and it's kind of disappointing by the way what's going on in LA I mean you live in LA what's going on in LA what's going on in your state in terms of the midterm elections coming up Um, and there's in like Philadelphia there's a a lot of um, crime and violence is high you know, people dealing with a lot of car theft. That's a new thing now, a lot of car theft. Yeah. And um, so what's going on? What is it, what's going on in LA? There's a lot of crime and theft wow. and um, gun violence mm. and shootings and deaths yes, and homicides. Yeah. Yes, um, yeah. And I don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> but honestly, I, I mean, it's bad. It's pretty yeah. bad. But the 90s were bad too. Yeah. So... I mean, we're in this unique position. I think that a lot of us are in. We experienced 
a lot of this already. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think maybe I'm a little desensitized to it. Yes. Um, yeah. But it is. It has been very um, a bit much. It's been a bit much. Um, yeah. And that's that's also kind of contributed to I think the the kind of the, the zeitgeist of what's happening here. Um, just tonally in the U.S. It's a sense of up, like it's the energy is kind of um, transitionary right now. Do you think presidents help to set the tone of the country? <laughs> yes, I, absolutely. You know, I mean, I always, you know, I thought after Barack, I mean, President Obama and Michelle Obama, yes. it was all about fitness and looking good. So yeah. I look at now, a lot of the young people who grew up under that. It's, they don't drink soda because I remember they. Go, oh yeah, you know, yeah, they want, You know, everybody's at the gym. Remember yeah, they make true, the gym right. more accessible. Yeah. So now I'm looking at the people and I'm like, wow, is it's this great. under Obama and Michelle under yeah. that presidency? There was a focus that, on those fitness, eight years, yeah. yes, and coming and the, you know how the young people from that era who probably did, yeah. and now leading from Trump into this era, we're still having the you know we're still having that cultural thingy, that that aura. And that aura, that aura that was that fill the air, the American air is still. So you still people now. People are just well, mean. I mean. Yeah, everybody's mean and angry. And, and angry, or everybody want to do their own thing, or yeah. yeah, yes. And then also, there's just crazy stuff happening in the news all the time. Yeah, I can't believe you know there's just so much stuff with the Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, and their antics. There's yeah. a lot that's going on in society, politically changing um, uh, what's going on. People want to take critical theory out of the classroom, which makes, which is quite nonsensical. Um, and then issues of extremism, January 6th insurrection, Donald Trump wants to run again after all of that. I know my good friend John <laughs> Anthony Castro, who is running, and he's been on the show before, um, I think. Uh, and we need to do a follow-up with Mr. Castro because he had indicated that... Uh, he actually filed a suit in DC on July 20th. Um, so uh, we will continue to follow that story for you. But this has been a very insightful and interesting interview, a chat, a sit down, which was an impromptu, sudden interview. Yes. And uh, we learned so much. And I hope that you guys learn a lot from um, Mr. Schuler and what you can do as you think about developing your own business. One of the things I've oftentimes said, because I'm also in business, um, and I am in the grassroots business that it's and we're only in our first year we just finished our first year and we do several different things but it hasn't been easy and again as well accessing financing hasn't been easy either and um, and some of us have to have other jobs in order to finance um, some of the things that we're doing but um, I've been I've had a lot of support that's good you know we've expanded in, in, and um, so we're working but I wanted to find out from you well, one of the first things you do is you establish a presence. I've oftentimes said you establish a presence. Twitter, Instagram, I am everywhere. Social media, I am yes. everywhere. And you know, and you, you and you constantly develop content and engage. Yeah, so you can find us Urbane Society on Instagram, yeah. Twitter. What's, what's, tell me, um, how can people get in touch with Urbane? Tell us your contact. So Twitter, you're watching them on Twitter. Yes, Urbane Society. So Urbane, U-R-B-A-N-E-S-O-C-I-E-T-Y. Yes. Urbane Society. And it's a picture of a pink shopping bag. That's how you know it's us. All right. <laughs> and you're on Instagram. Like yep, Urbane same Society. thing. Every, on all platforms. Okay, okay, good. LinkedIn? 
Yep, um, LinkedIn, you can find me personally, uh, Malik Wasim. Malik Wasim, W-A-S. Yeah, W-A-S-E-E-M. W-A-S-E-E-M, Malik Wasim on LinkedIn, Urban Society on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. Yes. Okay, great. TikTok as well. And TikTok, okay, great. And what if somebody wants to... uh, What's your um, website? Do you have a website? Yes, it's urbanesociety.us. Urbanesociety.us. Okay, and um, you have a phone number for the society? I mean, you have a contact number for that for your business as well? You can find that on the on the Instagram or on the website. So you, you go on the Instagram website, you have all the additional information and so on. So thank you so much, my brother. Thank you so much. And I wish you, you know. all the best. And do come back on the show. I definitely will. This is yeah. fine. Man. Well, yeah, man. I chat. mean, uh, we talk, we do video and audio today. I mean, we did. We went to different impromptu. Another time we meet up, we will do video. And, um, and probably we'll get a journey and see what's going on and see how well the business is going. Yes, I look forward to it. And probably you can also, um, um, you can have my book available on your phone on Urban Society. Oh, yes, okay. for sure. <laughs> I'm going to get it. Yeah, well, definitely. You're going to love it. It's really interesting. I am going to be on George the Poet show, which is a BBC, on BBC. I'll be on a beat on BBC on October 6th. And then I'm going to be in San Antonio, Texas. For the presenting at the Association for Graduate Level Professional Studies Program Annual Conference, and I'll be talking about neoliberalism, globalization, income inequality, poverty, and resistance. And I might also share with you my new book, which is about to come out um, probably within the next two or three months: Neoliberal Neoliberal Globalization Reconsidered. And of course, in about a year or two from now, we will we will release the other book, which is Power. Uh, position, power, privilege, status, and secrecy on the divine intervention. Continue to listen to the Neoliberal Round podcast. Share us. I mean, subscribe for free. HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash anchor.fm slash neoliberal. And of course, we're available on all streams. Um, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, um, Podvine HQ. Um, uh, just about any podcast stream you can think of and if there's anywhere we are not please let us know and we will be there and please send us a donation at https colon forward slash forward slash anchor.fm slash the neoliberal slash support visit us at theneoliberal.com or renaldocmckenzie.com and please subscribe and share the show with your friends and um, just so you know, if you want to send me an email, RonaldoCMcKenzie at gmail.com. If you want to give us a contact, you can call us at uh, 267-317-9202. The Neoliberal Corporation, serving the world today to solve tomorrow's challenges. Walk good.